How many know when you receive something from God, it has to, you, it, God just doesn't magically make it happen. It has to be received by faith. And faith only, is, only comes through knowledge. Uh, and knowledge, that knowledge has to be based on the will of God. So we have to know what his will is. And if we are unsure of his will, our faith is not going to be activated. It's not going to work. We're not gonna, we won't have faith in regards to uh, what we're believing for if we're not sure it's his will. So I want to get into some things. I'm going to go over uh, just what is his will regarding prosperity. It's, a, it's actually a, a touchy uh, subject in Christianity nowadays to talk about prosperity. Uh, there's kind of a, a big divide amongst Christians as far as does God want us to prosper? Does he want us to be in poverty? And uh, I'm going to give you just, um, I'm, I got a list of five things, which is by no means exhaustive of why God wants us to prosper, why he wants us to prosper. And uh, I, think, I think in general, most, most believers believe that God wants us to, wants, us our, wants our needs met, that he wants us to survive, that he doesn't want us to, you know, be completely in the poorhouse. Um, and so I think I'm going to just skip right over that one, be, go past just meeting our needs. I think most of us would say, yep, God wants to meet our needs. He doesn't want us to die. There's so many scriptures on, on him meeting our needs. I want to go into why God wants us to prosper, why financially he wants us to succeed in life and uh, be the head and not the tail. Amen? Amen. So, Father God, I just thank you that the word of God just comes forth, Father God, and it just burns within us, Lord, that it just, it just ignites a passion and a desire for your will to be done in our life, specifically regarding our finances, Father God. Lord, I just thank you that your Holy Spirit right now is working through me, speaking through me. I submit myself to you now. Have your way in this service. Father God, just use my mouth as your mouthpiece, Father God. I seek you. Thank you for your direction. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, reason number one. Reason number one. God wants us to prosper, to prosper because he loves us. He loves us. And this seems so basic, but um, if you think about it even just logically, if you are like me and you have kids... You want your kids to succeed. You want your kids to prosper. I don't know of a parent that would say, I would just really like it if my kid fell on their face every time they tried to do something, that they just completely missed it in life, that they were just in the poorhouse their whole life. And I think that that is instilled in us as parents because it's godly. It's something he deposited in us as parents that we would that we would love our kids, and we want them to succeed. We want them to prosper. And, and God is the same. He's no different than us. He's not, you know, stealing from us and taking away things and trying to teach us a lesson. Um, we wouldn't do that to someone else based on love. Those that we love, we wouldn't just steal from. We wouldn't take things from them. And so God's no different. Uh, there's no different set of right and wrong or good or bad for God as it is for us. They're the same. So um, God wants us to prosper because he loves us. I have some scriptures I'm going to go through for each one of these. I'm going to just not have you turn there. I'm just going to share them. You can, you're welcome to just write those down. 
Psalm 35:27. It says, "Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause, and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant." God has pleasure in our prosperity. He literally gets excited for us when we succeed, when we when we when we step up and we go to we go to the front lines and we're successful and we prosper and things work. You know, he said that he commands a blessing on us and anything that we set our hands to will will succeed. So, God wants us to prosper because he loves us. It's it seems so like duh, like duh. But I think that one is so it's so important. Um, that we sometimes just miss it. Like, God loves us, and because he loves us, we can rest assured that he wants us to, to prosper in life. He doesn't want our needs just barely met. He wants us to succeed. God wants us to prosper, number two. God wants us to, pros- to prosper so we have influence in the world. So we have influence in the world. And I'll go more into that. Um, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 9.16 says, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. So whether we like it or not, this is the world that we live in. If, if we are poor, if we are not successful, if we're not prospering, we lack influence. Our words fall on deaf ears. There's, there's just a, this is how the world works. I don't think... I'm not saying God set this up this way, but just us and the world and how carnal the world is, they look at, are you successful? And if you are, then your words have more weight. And so because of that, God wants us to have influence in this world. He wants us to be able to to lead people to him. He wants us to be able to have influence in society, in government, and everything, and that's one reason why he wants us to prosper. He wants us to succeed. He doesn't want us to be poor um, because it requires us to have influence. Um, Jeremiah 33, 8 and 9. It says, I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities which they have sinned and by which they have transgressed against me. Then it shall be to me a name of, of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth. Who shall hear all the good that I do to them? They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. So God literally wants us so prosperous that the world trembles. The world trembles at how prosperous we are. It's supposed to be a sign for the world to see on us that, whoa, those believers, God is doing amazing things in their life. And, and you know the world, what do they care about? They care about money. That's the, that's, that's the God of this world. I mean, it, it really is. It's what, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that's what it is. But when God's prospering us and he's, he's showing us his divine provision, the world is looking. The world has, has their attention focused on us. And they're saying, what's going on? Why are they so prosperous? And, and the truth is just because... God's our Father, and He's providing for us. And we're not seeking it, we're just seeking Him. And there, there's definitely a trap within prosperity that 
you get so focused on prospering, that you get so focused on, on, on money that you can completely lose sight of God. There is that ability, but uh, I'll go more into that later as far as that trap and, uh, and, and kind of clarify that. Um, we represent God. We represent him. This is something that the Lord gave me just early in my walk with the Lord, just in prayer. He just told me, you represent me. And it like blew me away because all of a sudden it was like, I had this responsibility to represent him correctly. And at the time, I kind of put that burden on my own shoulders, which he doesn't want that either. But we completely represent him on the earth. We are the body of Christ. So as the body of Christ, if you were the head and you were Jesus up in heaven and your body was on the earth, how would you want your body to look? Would you want it to be dilapidated? Would you want it to be run down? Would you want it to be, you know, barely making it, just struggling? Or would you want it to be representative of who you are? And I I think God is, uh, he's pleased when we represent him correctly. So he wants us to prosper because that's who he is. He doesn't fail. Amen? Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians, I'll just give you the scripture for we represent him. We are ambassadors. So 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So it shows that we are ambassadors for Christ. Not only are we his body, but we're also ambassadors. And if you think about the context of an ambassador and what they do and how they're representing the country that they're from, have you ever seen uh, an ambassador from America in another country that was, that was just like a dilapidated structure, right? And, and uh, the building was not maintained. It was dirty. In fact, you can see some embassies where ambassadors are located in other countries, and the country might be completely poor, might be completely run down, might be completely, you know, the, the economy there in that country might be absolutely horrible. It might be a really oppressive governments that cause it. But the, our embassy is like, ah, it's like, it's just like beautiful. And it's, and it's very well maintained. And it shows extreme prosperity of the country that it's sent from. So we as ambassadors, we are the same. We are houses of God, right? We're the temple of God. And we are the embassy that is sent to this world. We are not of this world, correct? So we are, we are of heaven. That's where our home is. That's where we're from. And we are just sent as ambassadors to this world. So God has designed us to have all the resources, just as America has designed all the resources of the embassy for that ambassador. God has designed all the resources to just automatically be there for us. And so if, but if we're completely unaware that we're ambassadors or if we're completely unaware that those resources are accessible to us, we miss it. We miss it. And, uh, and God doesn't get glory. God, God doesn't get glory out of being misrepresented. He just doesn't. He gets glory out of being represented correctly. So that's one of the things why I said this list isn't exhaustive. I'm not covering God wants us prosperous because it gives him glory, even though that's a big one. So God wants to prosper us because, um, so we have influence in the world. Uh, also, God, number three, 
God wants us to prosper to advance his kingdom. God wants us to prosper to advance his kingdom. The kingdom of God is is not just um, done through just word of mouth, person to person to person. That's not how that's not how he set it up. He set it up with a ministry and uh, and having a fivefold ministry, and that that ministry would be supported by the body of Christ, and that they would go forth. And the, that the ministry would go forth and do the will of God and, and establish the kingdom of God on earth. And that doesn't happen apart from finances. It doesn't happen apart from, from money. So we know missionaries, right? We had just recently there was a team uh, that went down and they went to the Philippines. And I believe most of them are back now. And they went and they shared the gospel and they did the will of God. And they established the kingdom of God in the Philippines. And that wasn't a free trip. That wasn't just everything, you know, er- everything was absolutely free. But God designed it to be that the body would support the kingdom. That the body would support the kingdom and it would go forth through the ministry. So uh, Luke, nope, sorry, wrong one. Second Corinthians 9.8. 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. So if you, you look here, why would God want us to have sufficiency? Why would he want us to abound in everything? Well, it's for every good work. So it's for a purpose. It's for the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth. He... he loves seeing people saved. He loves seeing people coming into the kingdom of God. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen apart from just um, believers being supplied with everything that they're supposed to be supplied with, without resources. So some people are called to be missionaries. Some people are called to send missionaries. Some people are called to be in the ministry. Some people are called to support the ministry. And, um, and this, is, this is the way God designed it. He set it up this way. And so if, if the body of Christ is suffering, if it's, if it's not prosperous, if it's designed to be poor, if God had designed the body of Christ to be without his supply, without you know, having all sufficiency in all things, then how, how well is the ministry going to be supported? How well is, are those missions uh, the missionary is going to be sent, and what are they going to lack when they when they go? I just don't see it in the kingdom of God where lack is really a part of God at all. I just don't see it. I don't see it in heaven. You know, there's a few places you can really see a picture of the will of God. There's there's um, the Garden of Eden, right? Perfect will of God being played out in the Garden of Eden. All things supplied, abundance uh, of supply in the Garden of Eden. There's also Jesus' life. Jesus never lacked anything. He was blessed at birth with gold. And, you know, some people talk about how much gold he had. There's no real record of it, but it, was pro- he, it probably made them well off. Because if you're traveling and these wise men are going to give a gift to the Savior of the world, and that's what they know they're giving the gift for, they're not going to be stingy. 
They're going to give a very generous gift. And uh, so Jesus was probably well off. He was probably very well off. We know that, um, that they fought over his robes when, after he was crucified. And you don't fight over a poor man's robes. You just don't. There's no, there's no reason for it. Because the people that were fighting over it weren't like Jesus' followers. They were just like the Roman guards that beat him up and put him on the cross. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, it's Jesus. We need his clothes. No, they like, these are valuable. I need these. Um, also, Jesus had a, um, he had a, um, basically an, an accountant, someone who was in charge of his money. Poor people don't have other people in charge of their money because there's really not much there. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe that's the problem. So third, third, a good picture of where God's will is and what is his will toward us is heaven. Heaven is, uh, again, perfect will of God. Everything that's done in heaven is God's will. And so there we see, again, absolutely no lack, absolutely an abundance of everything. So, So we have the Garden of Eden, the life of Jesus, and heaven where there's streets of gold. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go extravagant and just make all my roads gold. I love it. Uh, So God wants us to prosper to advance his kingdom. Also, God wants us to prosper so we can bless others. So it's, it's not about us, right? It's not about me. And we have to have that mentality that, that it's, it's not about me. It's about who can I bless? Who is, who, when, I, when I'm prosperous, when the Lord's blessing me, when I see financial breakthrough, God, what do you want? Who, who, who am I supposed to help? Because it's desi- he's designed it that we would take care of those in need and that it would be the church. The church meaning the body of Christ, meaning believers, would be the ones taking care of, of the needy. That's how he designed it in the, in the first place. Uh, not the government, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so Luke, go, uh, Luke three eleven, Luke three eleven. He answered and said to them, "This is Jesus. He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none, and he who has food, let him do likewise." Again, I'm just wanting to give you scriptures that you can have a foundation to to base your faith off of. That we're supposed to be the ones that are are helping out those who are in need. We're not supposed to turn a blind eye to those that are in need around us. And, and did you know that if, if you have five bucks to your name and you're just concerned about your next meal, that that person next to you that's also in that same position, you're a lot less likely to help them out. And you're also just unable to help them out. So God has, wants to supply us. He wants to prosper us. He wants to take us to a whole new level in our finances because there's people in need and there's people around us that are hurting. And those people, they're not going to think when, when, when you are supplied by God, when you are full of his prosperity, it's working in your life, they're not going to think, oh, that person, they're just so nice and you're, you don't have to worry about you getting the glory. God, they're going to be glorifying God. They're going like, to be like, thank you, God, that you are supplying my needs. And, and maybe they don't, e- they don't even know what, the, they don't even know that their needs um, 
should be supplied by God. Maybe they aren't even aware of that. And so you're able to, it opens the door for you to minister. It opens the door for you to be able to say, look, the reason that I was once there, maybe you weren't, but I was there. I was, I was completely broke. And the reason that I'm not and the reason that God has uh, prospered me to this is because I believe in him and because I believe that he wants me to prosper and he wants me to succeed. So you're able to kick down the doors where maybe they would be blocked before. Maybe, you know, that person, they don't want to hear about God. They're, they're literally, you know, on their last meal. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. Or, or maybe they're about to be out on the street. They don't, they're not going to be, oh, I need to get saved. Oh, I need to be, my sins forgiven. They're thinking about their need. And if you're able to meet that need, it opens the door to them being able to hear the gospel now. So God wants us to prosper so we can bless others. Um, Also, uh, nope, never mind. Number five, going on number five. God wants us to prosper. Okay, so before I go into that one, this one could stand alone on its own. This one could be, this, this one can completely stand alone on its own. If you just believe this one, then you really don't even have to worry about the first four. And uh, so this one is, is probably the most important reason why and, uh, and, and why it's not just good for us to prosper, but it's more of a mandate for us to prosper. It's more of a, it's, it's kind of our, it, it's, why, um, it's why we should prosper. Um, God wants us to prosper because Jesus already paid for it. Anything that Jesus did, anything that he paid for, anything that he has provided through, whether it was his beating, his stripes on his back for our healing, whether it was the chastisement of our peace, whatever it was, those things, uh, we can't just take those for granted. We can't just think, eh, I, I maybe, maybe I'll be healed. We have to think, well, I should be healed, or whatever it is. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's joy. Maybe you're just lacking joy. And I'm like, yeah, it would be nice to have joy. Well, Jesus provided joy at the cross. He paid for joy at the cross. He paid for peace at the cross. He paid for, he, he paid for our prosperity at the cross. And so we can't think of prosperity as that's just something that God says, yeah, you can have this if you want it. Yeah, it's, it would be nice to be prosperous. It's a mandate. It's a mandate from God that we would be prosperous. Because it, if, if we look at it as uh, it's really not that important, you know, prosperity is really not that important, um, we're saying what Jesus did for us wasn't very important. And uh, I'll go into the scripture that, that I have for that one. This, this scripture is probably, probably four years ago. I was just reading through the, through the Bible, going through the Bible, just... Uh, New Testament, and I came to this scripture, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Literally, I just was like stopped and almost dumbfounded that I never read the scripture before, even though I had. I just never got the revelation of what it was saying. Uh, the scripture is Second Corinthians eight nine. Second Corinthians eight nine. It says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich." Yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty 
might be, you might become rich. Now, this, this just, again, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and all of a sudden, it was like a burden was completely lifted off me. I, I was reading this, and I, I just remember like a huge weight lifted off me because, like I said, I had got the revelation that God, um, that we were God's representatives, and so I kind of put that burden on my own shoulders. This right here took the burden off my shoulders because it, it, it showed me that it's not my job to make myself prosperous. It's not, it's not my responsibility for me to prosper. It's actually God's responsibility to prosper me. And it was already done and paid for at the cross. So Jesus laying down his riches, laying down his riches and taking up our poverty. It's, it, it's like the, the uh, I can't think of the word anyway, but it's basically a big transfer, right? We got, we got healing. He took, he took on our sickness. We got, uh, we got his peace. He took on our dysfunctional mind. <laughs> we, took, we took on his righteousness. He took our sin upon himself. He took our poverty, and we got on, from him his prosperity. So this just completely rocked my world when I read this. And it, it's still, it's something that I can tell in my life that when I was working at it and I was making it happen, that I was unsuccessful. I was doing it my own way. I was doing it how I thought it should be done. When I, after getting this revelation, that it is, it is now not my responsibility. It is actually my responsibility to trust, to just trust God. I just had to trust Him that everything I put my hand to, that it will prosper. I just have to trust God that He commanded a blessing on my life. And so it became all of a sudden now this burden of prosperity that I have to represent you. It became a God, you, you're the one that's going to make me prosper. You're the one that's going to direct my steps. You're the one that's going to lead me and guide me to do things that are going to cause financial breakthroughs. And, uh, and so all of a sudden, it became easier to give. Really, like, like I just had a generous heart after that because it wasn't like I'm thinking about, you know, making myself successful anymore. All of a sudden, I could just give freely. I could give cheerfully. Because my, my supply was, was God. He, he, was, he was my all in all. He was my prosperity. Um, there, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell just a, a quick story. There's, um, when, I, when, when Kate and I first started coming to Life Church, um, shortly after that, there was a building fund, and we did a building fund for this building. It was just an amazing building. Praise God we're here. This is, this is beautiful. Most of you probably don't know what we came from, but it was humble beginnings. Even, the, even that wasn't the beginning, actually. But, <laughs> but God has blessed us so much with, with everything that we have here. And, uh, and so God put it on my wife and I's heart to, to give into the building fund. And um, we said, okay, God, what, what do you want us to give? How much do you want us to give? And the number that we got in prayer um, was a big number. It was a big number. And uh, I said, 
God, if you want this to happen, you're going to be the one that has to make it happen. And uh, so we could, in the budget, it made sense for us to be able to give this. Like, we could still do this and budget it out, and we could make it happen, right? We were both working at the time. We had no kids. So, um, so you know, finances weren't bad for us. And um, we committed to this, that it would be this amount per month uh, for a year. That's what we committed. And uh, th- just to kind of put it in perspective, it was more than our mortgage payment at the time. And um, we, so we said, okay, God, we're going to trust you. We, you know, it makes sense in our budget to, to do this number anyway. So, um, you know, there was a little bit of uneasiness, but also I felt somewhat comfortable because on paper it made sense. And uh, about six months into us being faithfully committed to, to what we had said we were going to give, um, my wife lost her job. And uh, she made just as much as I did at the time. So our income literally got cut in half. And uh, she did find another job shortly after that um, as a barista making minimum wage, so it was hardly anything. Um, but then at that, at that moment, I, we, we just, uh, I just said, God, you're the one that put it on our hearts to give this amount, and for this amount of time, I'm just going to trust you. I don't know how it's going to make sense because now on paper, it doesn't make sense. Literally, it doesn't make sense. I, I can't pay my bills and pay this com- this giving commitment that I've committed to, and and for it to come out to zero, it's negative number now. And uh, I said, well, God, I know that you directed me to do it, so I'm going to be faithful and do it anyway. And there were a few months where literally I don't know how it happened. I don't know how we made it. We really didn't change how we um, how we how we lived. Our lifestyle really didn't change much. We didn't like completely stop going out to eat or anything like that or um or you know there were probably a few things where we where we said well maybe we shouldn't do that maybe we shouldn't go on vacation that type of thing um but all of a sudden money was super super tight but we made it and we were never late on a bill we never had a late payment and there was there was a moment that i that just sticks out in my mind and it's so vividly um probably two months, so ten months into to this commitment that I had. Um, and, and I'm sure if I would have approached Pastor Mark and said, Pastor Mark, I know I committed to this, but we lost our job, and he would have said, yeah, that's totally fine, it's whatever, whatever, you know, whatever God leads you to do, is what, probably what he would have said, is whatever, you know, whatever God says, go for it. And so I'm sure I could have basically said, there's, there's just no way, I could have thrown my hands up, I could have I could have been relinquished from the commitment, but I knew that God was faithful, and I knew that he wouldn't let me go under when I put him first. So uh, one month, we were literally um, probably $450 short, and it's like coming up to the deadlines of the bills. We, uh, uh, we were getting the bills in the mail. Uh, I remember going home at lunch at work, from work, going to lunch uh, at my house, and my wife was there, and she had a stack of bills in her hand, and she had just checked the mail, and uh, she was just very emotional because she knew where we were at financially, and she knew she was holding a stack of bills, and I just remember saying, I don't know how God's going to do it, 
but I know he's not going to leave us and he's not going to forsake us and he's not going to leave, leave us high and dry. I know he's going to be there for us because he, he gave us this leading to make this commitment and I know that if I just stick with him and I do it his way and I put him first, I know we're going to be taken care of. I don't know how. And it's like literally we're a couple days away from the deadlines. And um, I think it was probably a few minutes later she's looking through the, through the envelopes and she opens this envelope and there's a check for 500 bucks and it's from a, someone, a member of the church uh, that still goes here and they just, they had, and they had absolutely no idea where we were at financially. They had no, they had no insight into our finances at all. They had nothing, they knew nothing and uh, they didn't know we were struggling. They didn't know the commitment we made. They didn't know anything and uh, they just wrote a note that said, God said you needed this. And, uh, and so I was like, God, you are so awesome. So God wants us to prosper. He wants us to succeed. If we just throw all our, our marbles uh, on him and we just kind of give up on plan B and C and, and D and just say, God, it's, I'm going to do it your way. There's no other plans that I have then we're going we're gonna to succeed. We're gonna, he's going to show us what prosperity looks like. We're just going to rely on him and do things his way. You know, God, um, one thing that he showed me as well was, was giving and how giving works. And uh, there's some, some big insights that he showed me in the, as far as giving goes. Uh, I think I explained last time that I used to have a problem with tithing, but I never had a problem with giving. I understood giving that it's, you know, God talks about um, that we would plant seeds and those seeds would bear, bear fruit and that they would multiply. Um, but giving is, is, um, giving is a expression of your faith. It is a release of your faith. When we talk about healing, sometimes we talk about uh, you can be healed through uh, the release of faith from your words, from what you speak. It can also be released through your hands. It can be released even through thoughts. I've been healed through my own thought. I said in Jesus' name in my head, and I was re- and, and I was healed. Um, in finances, and this is the way God set it up. In finances, faith is released through giving. So you can say, "Oh, I know God wants me to prosper. Oh, I know He's not going to ever." Leave me. Oh, I know that I'm never going to go under. But if you aren't putting your actions, if you're not putting works to your faith, if your faith is without works, it's not going to work. It's dead faith. So the the way that uh, God designed finances and faith to work was that we would give, and that we would um, we would be very generous givers, and we would give outside of our comfort zones. And we would, we would, because what does that do for us? It puts us in a position where we rely on God. It puts us in a position where if, if, if what God says is not true, I'm going under. If God, if what God says is not true, I'm going to be financially hurt by this. But if what God says is true, I'm going up. Because he's going to multiply that. He's going to bring it back to me. He's going he's gonna to figure out ways that he's going to lead me to where I'm supposed to be so that I'm prosperous. So 
Um, so as far as, as giving goes, you got to put your money where your faith is, which is you got to give it away. And if, and if you're worried about my intentions and you're worried about, you know, preacher, you just want my money, I encourage you, if, if, if you are feeling that way, give it to another church. Give it to, give it to any other church you feel comfortable giving it to. But you have to give it, and you have to, you have to do it knowing that God's going to return that to you. That God, that you are not going to be able to be prosperous. You're not going to be able to have your needs met with, without that release of faith. And giving is that release. So I want to give you an opportunity to release your faith. And again, if what, I, what I'm going to ask you to do is either take a checkbook, take money, whatever it is. It could literally be a quarter. I don't care. And we're not going to collect it right now. We're going to hold on to it. But I want you to hold it in your hand, and we're going to pray over it, and we're going to release faith. Because I believe God wants to do some breakthroughs financially for you. And that is going to be a release of faith. And you could, and, and I would encourage you, make it a big amount. Whatever that means to you, right? Make it a big amount. And, and literally, if, again, if you're questioning my heart, my concern, if you're questioning why I'm doing this, I, I plead with you, don't give it to Life Church. Because I, I am in no way benefiting from any of this. But I want you to have a release in your finances. I want you to see yourself prosperous. And I don't believe that that happens without a release of faith through giving. It just doesn't. So I encourage you, get out your finances. I want you, We're going to either checkbook, money, whatever it is. We're going to hold it up. We're going to pray over it. And we're going to sow it. And, it's, and we'll see financial breakthrough. And, and again... Um, we're, we're going to probably take up offering last thing we do. So you'll, you can just hold on to it for a while if you want to give it here. Um, everybody have it out? Everybody ready? I didn't give you very much time for it. But God, he, he, he showed me in prayer before this that, that there, there's going to be lids taken off of people's finances, that there would be, there'd be people who are kind of stuck in a rut in your finances where you're kind of in a mode of I'm paying bills and I got enough to pay my bills and that's about all I got enough for. And he wants, to, he, he wants you to be so much more prosperous than that. He wants you to be able to see a need, move with compassion and meet it and be, and be completely supplied enough to do so. That the blessing of God would be on your life so strong that you are literally supplied for any good work, for any good work that that you are led to do. And that there wouldn't be a, no, I can't, I can't give to that. I can't, I can't help this person out because, you know, the, my, my finances aren't there. I believe God's positioning people in this church that we are gonna, we're going to be affecting our community. We're going to be affecting our community with finances and be able to supply people that are, that are down and out and and I'm going to see, I already know that there's going to be testimonies, and we already have testimonies, but I'm going to see an increase in testimonies of people that are coming in saying, you know what, so-and-so, and maybe they don't even say the name, but someone at Life Church met my need when I was at rock bottom, and, and because of that, I received God. They were, they were able to open, 
I was able to open up and I was able to hear the word of God and I was able to receive salvation. I was able to even walk through the doors and, and I responded to an altar call. So I believe those, those testimonies are going to be coming forth. And, and, and you know what? God just loves us. He loves us so much. He wants to bless our socks off. He wants us so supplied that we just don't have a care in the world. That our cares are just, God, your kingdom. God, your plan. God, your people. And that's, that's where he wants our cares. He doesn't want it on our, on, on, on our finances. And so that's why he wants to just open up the heavens and pour it out on us. So if you, if you have your, uh, your, your offering or whatever you're going to give, hold it up now. Father God, I just thank you for a release of financial blessing for every single person in here. Father God, I thank you right now that the lids are coming off their finances. I thank you for breakthroughs. I thank you for, for just heaven opening up on each and every person in here. That as they just trust you, as they rely on you, Father God, that you would just you, you would begin to just move in their life. I thank you, Lord, that the finances and what you've what the the finances and the supply that you have for them, that it's already theirs. It's already theirs that Jesus already bought and paid for it. And that this is just an appropriation of your supply. Thank you, Father God, that this is seed sown, that this seed, that it multiplies and it's returned back to them. I thank you, Father God, that we're going to see houses paid off. We're going to see cars paid off. We're going to see financial peace just all over every single person here. That you're, that Father God, we just, I just thank you that there is just a breakthrough where all those cares and all that burden of money is gone from people. All that burden of being able to take care of their family is just released and gone from them. That is taken away right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, that's, that's what I have. So if you are ready, you want me to... We can take up offering now or however you want to do it. So, all right, we'll, we'll go ahead and take up the offering then. I guess I'll pray over it twice. <laughs> just have them take it? Okay. All right, guys, go ahead. Just go ahead and I guess you can either work from the front or work from the back, however you want to do it. Um, anything to add to that? It's good stuff. <laughs> Anybody get anything out of that tonight? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. What was I supposed to say? <laughs> amen. Good stuff going on around here, huh? If you're, not, uh, if you're not used to it, this is our Wednesday night believers service, believers meeting, and uh, and uh, anything goes here. And uh, and I asked Doug to to minister, and I didn't give him any direction, uh, any pre requirements. We like to uh, when you trust people, you can just say do whatever the Lord gives you. And uh, and so that was excellent tonight. And so that was that was excellent. I trust that helps some people. 
The Lord wants to help us. Amen? Financially and in every other way. Well, how many know, whenever you see uh, a lot of stuff stirred up about any particular subject, uh, in this case, maybe finances and, and prosperity and stuff, if you ever see people getting stirred up and people get angry about it and you've got extreme, you can know, you can know this, that the devil is fighting it. Really, it doesn't mean there aren't extremes, because there's always extremes on both sides of issues that people, ditches people fall into, but if people ever get real, ah, there's a, you know, and they're all in a ruffle over something like prosperity, you know there's a truth in there somewhere. There's a truth of, there's a truth of God that the enemy's trying to get people offended over or something so that they won't get it. And they won't walk in his, his fullness and his blessing for all the reasons stated and more. Uh, the Lord wants us to walk in this stuff. Amen? Amen. Praise God.